It's Leash and I've got an absolute banger of a podcast today. Emma Knight has told her story and we hear her journey as she started as a vinyl garage DJ back in 1999. She was playing for iconic parties like Garage Nation and One Nation, but is now firmly in the tech house scene. She's been playing for underground parties across London in places like Egg, E1, London East and Ministry of Sound. And she's also taken her sound to Ibiza and is looking to go even further across the globe. Her story is so interesting and I loved hearing about the raves and how they've changed over the years. As always, please give us a follow and a rating and you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who's Behind the Decks. So Emma, welcome to Who's Behind the Decks. Thank Thanks you. so much for joining me. <laughs> Thanks for asking um, how are you? Like, I've seen you done a couple of gigs in the last couple of months. Was it Egg yeah. um, and... Back-to-back sessions was the last one, I think. Oh, was it? so bad. Um, yeah, back-to-back sessions. And then I've got a couple coming up. So I've got next Sunday, I've got Analog. Oh, that's at it. At London East. And then next month, I've got Forward Motion at um, Studio 9... Two, I can't remember. Seven. Yeah, it is. It's quite a good venue, though, actually. Yeah, I have. And then, like, I saw, I mean, like, I know I've seen it's been cancelled. There was a gig in Ibiza, wasn't there? Yeah. That's Um, so disappointing. Yeah, unfortunately, there was some problems with the venue not getting licenses or something, I think. So, a real shame because obviously I'd wait the whole summer to go over to Ibiza. I saw that. Never mind. It's one of those things, and I'll go next year instead. And yeah, and I'm playing for them obviously in October, the 21st. Yeah. It is so. Yeah, get your tickets. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, and then like looking at like the start. Obviously, you've been a DJ for a long time. Yeah. And I saw that obviously you you started in like vinyl. Yeah. So yeah, would you just tell me like how you learned and how it all like started for okay, you? Okay. So I was oh God, about 18, and I was working a record shop, and. Basically, back then, like to sell records, you they'd have decks set up. So I worked in a, a, a shop called Slam and Vinyl, which some people will know. It's in King, it used to be in Kingston, and it was on three floors, and they had different um, different genres for each floor. So there was house and garage, and then drum and bass and hardcore on the top floor. And I worked on the top floor with the ha- a hardcore and drum and bass. The guy that owned it was actually a hardcore DJ, and so. Every Saturday, most people would go in there, buy their tickets for the events and buy their records. But you'd have, they'd have the deck stuff and it was like a little party every Saturday. It was wicked. It was so good. Um, so yeah, so I used to sell the records, but then I just learned. They, you know, the people in there taught me and yeah, that's how I learned. That's mad. But you yeah. don't play vinyl now, do you? No, I haven't played vinyl. The last time I played vinyl was 2015. So I stopped DJing for about... I think it was about eight years. Oh, wow. So I had my son, and when he was about three, I stopped, and I did the mum thing. Um, And then I lost my dad in 2015. And I, well, actually, rewind. I I went to Wireless Festival with a friend of mine who used to be my MC. And we were watching all these DJs and he was like, why don't you start DJing again? Because he used to come and MC for me every time I used to DJ. And I was like, do you know what? Maybe I should. So I I think, I can't remember whether I borrowed someone's decks and 
the guys that I used to DJ for when I was 18 said, right, we'll put on a night, we'll book a headliner and we'll make it about you coming back and get the headliner. So they booked Matt Jam Lamont, who was actually a really good friend of mine, still um, and put on a night, put on a garage night. And so that was the last time I played house. Then I, that was in the, that was August Bank Holiday 2015. And then I lost my dad in um, the December that year. And so it was like, that That sort of made me, it gave me something to focus on after I lost him. Right. Because I went through a really tough time. And it sort of spiraled. So I bought myself some decks and taught myself how to use um, CDJs. Did you? Because at that yeah. point, I'd never even played CDJs. God, you taught yourself? I taught myself, yeah. I mean, to be honest, when you're, if you learn on vinyl, it's easier to transition over to CDJs. Oh, because right. everything's pretty much done for you. I mean, obviously, you still understand how to mix. Yeah. But it's, yeah, vinyl is a completely different way of, um, of mixing because you, there's no numbers to work with. Like, you have to literally feel the music to be able to, like, get it in time and things like that. So it's, it is very difficult and very hard. I mean, I, I don't know whether I'd be able to play a full set with vinyl now. I've still got all my old vinyl. Oh, but, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, it's all garage, and it's all white label, because obviously where I used to work in a um, record shop, I used to get everything. Like, I've got seven days. Craig David's seven days on white label. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's mad what you were saying about the record shops and how they used to be like that. Because it's, there's, honestly, it was so good. It was so much better. There's barely even any open anymore no, now. No. I worked I worked at Slam and Vinyl for about two or three years, and then I worked at City Sounds as well in East London. Why did you um, even start working at that record shop? Was you, like into music anyway at the time I, was, I had a boyfriend that worked there as well <laughs> so yeah that's, that's cool that's pretty much the reason and did you ever jump on the decks there like i obviously you you, you didn't play like hardcore did you but no, maybe I, in... so i learned i learned playing hardcore and drum and bass oh you did that's what the owner who I was really good friends with um and um that was the floor that i worked on so to be able to sell that music you needed to be able to yeah. like show people um I didn't transition over to garage till, God, it must have been, no, probably about a year later after I learned. And then, then I started playing out and I played a few gigs. Like I played, um, oh God, I can't think of it. Garage Nation. Yeah. <laughs> One Nation. I played at One Nation at Stratford Rex. Um, I think that was yeah, years ago. Um, and then... Everyone was like, oh, you're going to play house one day. And I was like, no, 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 I can't stand house. And I hated house music. What? Honestly, I went back then. I remember I was playing with a, a, another DJ who he played house and I played garage on a Sunday in a, some club local to where I used to live. And he used to say to me all the time, well, you'll play house one day, you'll transition. I was like, no way. Don't be silly. I'm never going to play house. And then it wasn't until I went to Ibiza, the first time I went to Ibiza, which was like 2012, I think, 2011, 2012. And I literally, that was it for me. I haven't played Garage since. <laughs> I literally like, transitioned straight over. And when you said you played for Garage Nation, I wanted yeah. to ask like what those parties were like. And yeah, like, they were good. They were really good. They yeah, and like, good. is it but a lot? Back then it was like, it was different because I played when it was underground. So before it became, before Garage became commercial, I used to go to all the events then, and they, it, it was so much better, there was no, never any trouble, like, it was just really good. I mean, I went to Bagley's, first rave I went to was Labyrinth, like, it was like, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, I wanted to ask, like, how different it is compared to, like, raving now. 
It's so different. Yeah, it is so different. Like, I mean, social media has taken everything away, yeah, you know? It's like, back then, you didn't know what the DJ looked like. So it's like, you people were there because they loved the music, not because they wanted to take a selfie or, you know, that sort of thing. So it is, it's a shame that it's, the world's changed in that way. But then it's also, op- you know, there's opportunities for, for people to get further in life because of it. So yeah. it's, you know, it's catch-22 really, isn't it? And you said a couple of minutes ago you had an MC. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, well, it was garbage, obviously, that, you know, it was very vocal. No. That <laughs> so, is joke. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. Did you like... Yeah, ha- good. With that music, it works with that music. I couldn't... I don't think I... Like, with house, I don't think it really goes. Not the type of house that I play. <laughs> I wanted to ask, like, obviously, you've been, played, like, all, all over the UK and, like, Ibiza, Amsterdam, all places like yeah. that. I wanted to ask if there was any, like, kind of standout venues or, like, parties that you've loved playing at. Um... Sankey's Audio Hall, obviously that for me, that that was probably the one of the ultimate for me. Um, being able to play Sankey's is one of my well, was one of my favourite venues in Ibiza. Yeah, I loved it. I was there every time I went there. It was like literally I would live in it. And then Audio Hall were like they were the people that gave me my sort of first sort of break in the in, into the house scene. So they booked me. Well, I played for Siesta for the first time. And then they booked me and took me on as a resident. And I was a resident for them for like three, four years. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot of love for them. And have you gone to Ibiza a lot over the past few years? Um, I went the last, and to be fair, I haven't been since 2019. So the year before lockdown. <gasps> oh, and God. I, yeah. And I was actually really ill then as well. So I didn't really get to experience it. The last time I had a really good time there was probably 2018. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I need to go back. <laughs> I do need to go back. And what kind of things do you have coming up over the next like couple of months or like until Christmas maybe? Like, are you doing much raving? Do you do much raving no, now? Not really. Um, no, I, I I like to I like to chill. Yeah, now. I'm a bit boring. I get that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, there's certain events like obviously Forward Motion. I'm, I've you know, it's a really really good event. Um, I've been to most of them this year. Obviously, I'm getting to play for them in October, so the 21st. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I want to travel. I do. I'd love to be able to play abroad. So oh, I'd love really? to. I really want to. I'd like to play. I'd like to travel and play in South uh, East Asia and South America. That's oh, where I'd love to go. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, the plan is hopefully to go um, to Bali and Thailand at Christmas and New Year. So yeah, I'll take my. USB and I'll take my headphones. Oh my god, unreal. Yeah, there's some yeah. cool places in Bali. Like mm. I went last year and like yeah, there were some cool like tech house parties. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, I need to I need to try and find the source of who I can get booking from. And the, oh yeah, so those forward motion parties, are those yeah. they're quite new. Are they like yeah. 25 plus? Yeah. Yeah, tw- over 25s. Um they started in January and oh, they did. by um Stephen who owns Audio Hall oh. and Kai who used to own a bo- boat. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what do you think about have you what do you think about those parties? Have you been one? Amazing. Oh they yeah, yeah. the vibe's so good. Yeah, no, it's a really good vibe. Really good vibe. Everyone's there for the music. And it is a like it's a real multi genre as well. So like, you know, you've got um people that are playing like deep house, you've got classic house, like it is a really cool event. Yeah. Okay, so I think I've just got my fun questions for you now. Okay. Okay, so if you had to go back to back with someone for the rest of your life, who would it be and why? Probably Riaz Danani. 
Really? Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love Riaz. Like, he makes amazing music. Um, he's one, He is my bestie, um, anyway. Um, but he's an amazing DJ as well. And he's so underrated. Yeah. Like, honestly, I just, I don't understand why he isn't booked every week. Because he's unreal. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I met him a couple of years ago and I just thought as well that he's just like such a nice person. He's lovely. Yeah, he's been, to be fair, he was one of the first people I met when I started DJing. So, a whole DJing house. So, my first gig playing house was for Adam Cotier and he was, I met him that night and we literally just hit it off. And yeah, he's just, he's always been to my, my go-to person when I need a mix listen to, or if he's made a track and he wants someone to listen to, I've always been the person he sends it to. Oh, but, that's yeah, cool. We, he's been always supported me, always. Yeah, I always see him like yeah. commenting on your stuff on yeah. social media. Yeah, he's always there for me, like whenever I need him. So yeah, he's a good mate. And if you were running your own festival and you had to have five DJs on there, including yourself, who would it be? Oh, okay. Um, I probably would go, obviously me, Riaz, definitely. Um, um, if I was going for, what, big, any, what, anyone, so BB. Yeah, you can have, oh, yeah. BB, yeah, a proper rate BB. Um, um, oh my God, I've had a complete mind blank. Uh, Martinez Brothers. Yes. They're my favourite. <laughs> um, how many is that for? Yeah. Or was that three? Oh, no, it was four. Me, Riaz, Martinez Brothers, yeah. BB, and Late Replies. Is there someone in the past or now that you would, like, go out with that you just can't keep up with? Loads. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of people. But to be honest, I, can't. I used to be able to keep up with the rest of them. But Did now, you? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> or I'll just fall asleep there and then. Yeah, that's me. I'm in, like, even when if I go to a rave, I find an excuse to oh, leave early. This, I've fallen asleep in raves so many times. Emma. Yeah. What's like one of your favourite tunes to play in your sets? Anything that Riaz makes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And what a legend. Just, um, do you know what? I'm terrible because I'm terrible with names, but he's just had a release that is literally amazing. And him, there's one that he did with um, a collab with Jenny C. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, it's terrible. But Paco oh, yes. uh, label. Is it Let Me Know EP? Let Me Know EP, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Let Me Know, definitely. Okay, so on this podcast, we play a Snogmire Void game, okay. but a DJ version. Okay. <laughs> so you have, I'm gonna give you three DJs. And you yeah, tell me who you'd back to back with once, yeah. who you'd back to back with for the rest of your life, okay. and who you would slide to the side of the decks, unfortunately. Right, okay. yeah. So you've got Riaz, yeah. Sam Devine, yeah. and Michael Bibby. Oh, God. Okay. So. That's hard, actually. No, actually. So I would go back to back the rest of my life, it'd be, be Riaz. Okay. Play once, back to back, would be BB. And then slide to the side. No offence at all, because she is such a sick DJ, Sam Devine. Queen, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she is a queen. Love 100%. that. 100%, yeah. Okay, and finally, for the DJs or, like, producers or anything that are coming through now, yeah. I just wanted to ask if you had, like, any advice for them. For DJs, whoever you want to play for, then go and support the events that you you want to play for. Don't just message them and go, oh, I want to play for you. Oh. Go go and actually see what their events are about. Introduce yourself to the promoters and, you know, make an effort to actually build that relationship with someone. 
Um, Producer-wise, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I've never made any tracks, but um, if you want people to play them, then obviously, you know, send them out to as many people as you can. Yeah. Don't be disheartened if you get knockbacks because this industry, not it might, it's not about, it might not necessarily be about you as a DJ or a producer. It just might not be, you might not fit in with what their sound is about. And then you just look for other alternatives because there is so much out there. So, yeah. And I've had a couple girls like message that are like trying to break through. Okay. And yeah, I just wondered if you had any advice or like anything to say to the girls that like because like they talk sometimes about how they find it harder than they think than boys to get on lineups and things like that and i didn't know if you i don't i don't think it's how i don't necessarily think it's harder it depends what you're like as a person if you're a sociable person because it is all about being in front of people yeah you know it's like you can't just expect people to just book you because you've put a mix out on soundcloud people have to get to know you as a person and I think that's the hardest. And there is so much competition out there right now, you know, yeah. especially female-wise. Like, the, the market is, you know, a lot of there's a lot of talented women out there. Hell of a lot. We're smashing so, it. Yeah, we are smashing it. <laughs> what about back in the day at Garage Nation? Surely there wasn't very many... No, literally, like, three or four. Was there? Yeah. yeah. But it was weird because even though there was no, um, there was no competition back then, it was harder to get sets because but it was because the industry was so you know a very male dominated industry yeah oh yeah oh emma you've been so kind for speaking to me thanks so much thank you for inviting me down yeah i've loved this welcome to who's behind the deck